Welcome to State Lines, where you get the best gambling and sports information in Illinois. Here are your hosts, Jason Gotch and Kevin Berger. We welcome you into another edition of State Lines, where you get the best gambling information out there as we focus on football, but mix in other fun things along the way as well. He's Kevin Berger. I'm Jason Gotch. Here we are, week six of the National Football League season about to take place. So let's get right to it, Kev. Of course, on this program, lots to do. We'll look at the Bears-Packers, one of the greatest rivalries in sports. Resumes this weekend by the lakefront at Soldier Field. Got a lot of better or drink and props for you. Look at most of the games on the NFL Week 6 slate. Toilet Bowl game of the week. Some college football mixed in. And, of course, our best bets. I'm looking to get back in the win column. 16-8 and eight overall, my best bets dating back to the preseason. But 0-3 last week. What am I doing trusting the Dolphins and the Jaguars both letting me down <laughs> along with the 49ers? But if you watch the Jags game, there was a terrible call in the fourth quarter. They should have covered that number. But, hey, that's what happens in gambling. Let's bet our way out of it this week. But before we do, Kevin, I want to get your thoughts on the Bears-Raiders. Uh, we both looked at that game, not sure what the Bears were going to do. I actually leaned towards the Raiders in that contest. It was not a best bet, but Justin Fields and company, and more importantly, the Bears defense that leads the NFL in sacks through the first five games, really stepped to the plate in a big road win. Yeah, Jason, I could not describe to you how satisfying it was to see the Chicago Bears run the football up and down and up and down that field in Las Vegas, and it was fantastic. The Bears did exactly what they needed to do to win. That's bottom line, Jason. They did exactly what they needed to do to win. I saw people complain that, oh, they didn't let Justin Fields throw the ball enough. It must suck to be him. They gained hamstring by, hamstrung by this offense, gained reined in. I think if you ask Justin Fields what stat he cares about the most, I'm pretty sure all he's going to care about is saying he needs to uh, – he wants to put a W up in, uh, up in the win column. So Bears offense, I mean, again, it didn't look fantastic, but I think they looked pretty good overall. Jesper Horst said, what more needs to be said, Jason? All that man does is apparently catch touchdown passes. Um, so that was great. I loved Alex Bars being brought in as a sixth offensive lineman, line him up as a tight end, motioning him around and running over people. And uh, yeah, Khalil Mack, is, uh, Khalil Mack is here, everybody, in case you were wondering where he was the first five weeks. He, he was definitely fired up for uh, that game. And uh, yeah, it was overall, actually my Sunday for once was not ruined by uh, <laughs> by the Bears on Sunday. My Sunday was not ruined. <laughs> Two Sundays in a row for you, Kev. You saw them beat the Lions in person, and now they beat the Raiders 29 last week. And I think you hit it right on the head. Look, Bill Lazor calling the plays. I'll expound upon it here. The Bears are so much better with him calling the plays than Matt Nagy. I never want to see Matt Nagy call another play for the Chicago Bears, even if somehow he survives as the coach for the next two decades. Bill Lazor has done a great job, as Kevin said, running the football. The Bears averaged almost four yards a carry last week. They ran it 37 times for 143 yards, mixing it up with their backs, ran for a touchdown. Justin Fields isn't a great quarterback right now. He's in a developmental phase. His quarterback rating is about 60. He averages about 50% completion percentage. Why would you want to put too much pressure on the young guy? Take off the load from his shoulders. Put it in the running game. Win football games on the road. Lazer's doing a great job with the play calls. Matt Nagy can be a figurehead. I love what the Bears are doing on offense, and the defense looked very good against the Raiders with Khalil Mack and the rest of the crew, and now leading the NFL in sacks through the first five games. So here we are, Kevin. 
The Bears have never had a losing season under Matt Nagy his first three years. Pretty remarkable. I think he's the worst coach in NFL history. I've said it here on the program to not have a losing season his first three years. They're three and two heading into arguably their biggest game of the year. Packers at home. One of the greatest rivalries in sports. Bears are a four-point dog here this weekend. Noon kickoff at Soldier Field. Uh, The Bears are plus 160 on the money line. The Packers are minus 190 on the money line. Actually, now the line's moved to four and a half in favor of the Packers. 44 and a half is the total in this game. Uh, Give me your thoughts. Can the Bears keep this one close, or do you think Aaron Rodgers and company too much firepower? Well, uh, Jason, ironically enough, this is exactly the position I said the Bears needed to be in in one of our uh, preseason shows. I, I, I have to go back and listen to the tape and check which one. But this is the position I said they needed to be in through the first five weeks going against uh, the Packers. Um, To answer the gambler's perspective question, Jason, yeah, the Bears are, uh, yeah, I think it's, you said uh, it was uh, four. It's actually moved up to four and a half now. Um, But I think they can do enough to keep this close. Um, I think the biggest factor is going to be, Jason, is that they're going to be at home. The fans are going to be out of their minds. Um, I, I don't think the weather is going to be all that spectacular. It's going to be windy. It's going to be wet. It's going to be cold. Um, so, I mean, that this is Chicago weather, and this is Bears football weather at this point in the year. I think they can do enough to cover this game. Um, do I think they have a shot to win? I mean, if it comes down to a field goal, Jason, you know what? I might take my chances with how bad Mason Crosby was last week for the Packers. So, I think I'm going to – I would take the Bears – plus uh, the four and a half to keep this close. Mason Crosby, of course, at the Bengals, missing three game-winning field goal attempts. But hey, when you're playing at the Bungles, the fourth time was the charm. You got the game winner late in the overtime. Packers survive in Cincinnati 25-22. I'm going to go on the other side of this one. I do not love this game, but I've got to go with the Packers here. I think they got too much firepower on offense, and I don't see the Bears' offense being able to compete with Green Bay in this game. Though I love the Bears' defense. Maybe they find a way. Again, I This is a game I probably stay away from if we're not doing the program. But since we are, we always pick the Bears game. I'm going to be on the Packers here, plus the four and a half. So let's move on to another big game this weekend, Kevin. The last unbeaten team in the NFL continues to be the Arizona Cardinals. They proved me wrong last week, covering against the 49ers at home. So Arizona is 5-0. and They've got some impressive wins here, beating Frisco in the division, going to L.A. and beating the Rams a couple of weeks ago. This week, though, they are in Cleveland against Baker Mayfield and the Browns. The Brownies are minus three. Uh, The line in this game on the money line is minus 170. And the Cardinals return plus 150 on the money line. The total in the game has moved up to 49 and a half. This is a 305 start in the Eastern time zone in Cleveland. So national TV audience in a lot of cases will be tuned into this one. Much of the country will get this game. Uh, what do you think here? Browns ruin the Cardinals' perfect record, or can Arizona survive? No, Jason. Honestly, I think this Arizona team is going to be able to hold out another week, and I think they are going to be able to take this one. I love them at plus three um, because, I mean, what more needs to be said about Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury? All all these guys do is score points. It, all, they see, all Kyler Murray seemingly does is run around everybody, chuck the football around the field, he puts up points, puts up yards. I love watching this kid play quarterback out in the desert. Obviously, it helps when you're throwing to DeAndre Hopkins, who's who I think is actually criminally underrated in terms of a wide receiver in some circles. I think he's criminally underrated. 
So let me go ahead and take the Cardinals. I would definitely take them plus three, Jason. And you know what? I might even mess around and possibly take them outright win on the plus 150 because that's really good odds if it hits if you put 50 bucks down and you get and you get a um oh that be that would be a hundred no hundred will win you an additional hundred and fifty yeah so uh yeah so I mean I, I would I would take that bet in a heartbeat I might I might actually actually put some real world money into this game and maybe I'll throw 20 50 bucks on this game to see if I can get something out of it all right, Kevin is on the Cardinals, plus the points and possibly the money line. I think this is a big-time trap for the Cardinals. You look at this one and you see him, hey, an unbeaten team on the road getting three points. No, I'm going with the Browns here. They've got a good defense. They're in front of their own crowd. I think Arizona's had some real tough games the last couple of weeks. Looks the last two weeks, they had to go to the Rams, a rivalry game, win that one. They did. They snuck by against the 49ers last week, 17-10. I had, again, at the Niners plus the points. But here I am on the Browns minus the three. I think they win this game by at least a field goal. You get your money back if they do. But I think they're going to win it by more than that. So give me the Browns minus the three against the Cardinals to hand them their first loss of the year. And those 72 Dolphins after this week can raise those champagne glasses once again. They do it every time the last unbeaten team in the NFL loses each year because – the 72 Dolphins that went 17-0 are the last unbeaten team to win a Super Bowl in NFL history. Real quick here, bet it or drink it, Kevin, before we get to our second segment. Do you want to bet this proposition bet, or do you want to save that money for the beer fund when you go to the bar? Here it is. Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers over under 258.5 passing yards at the Chicago Bears. You betting that one or drinking it? Over, uh, Jason. I'm taking the over for three specific reasons. Number one, Aaron Rodgers is going against the Bears. Number two, he has Devontae Adams. Number three, he has Randall Cobb. And number four, would not be surprised if he throws a touchdown pass to Jordy Nelson because Jordy Nelson is still to this day open behind the Bears secondary. <laughs> I'm going to drink this one. I think the Bears, the way this game plays out, it might be lower scoring than we think with the Packers having a comfortable low scoring win. So I think, you know, it could be a 20 to three type battle here, maybe 21, 10. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to say, I'm going to drink this. I, I don't want to bet against Aaron Rodgers. That's just not smart to do. And, and I, and I don't want to pick the over. So I will drink that proposition bet. We come back here on state lines. He's Kevin Berger. I'm Jason Gotch. More NFL games to discuss for week number six and more better drink it's as well. Back with more right after this. Don't go anywhere. More sports betting talk right after this on State Lines. Staying connected is important in today's world. Whether it's hearing the news of a new baby in the family or calling work to let your boss know you're running late, phone and internet service keep you connected with your world. At AT&T, we know that some Americans face life every day without the comfort and security of having a phone or internet service. In certain areas, you may be able to reduce your phone or internet bill with a lifeline discount if you are in a qualifying low-income household. Additional discounts of up to $25 may be available to those living on federally recognized tribal lands where AT&T offers Lifeline. To find out more about Lifeline and other AT&T products and services, call us at 800-288-2020 or go to att.com lifeline if you have access to the internet. Lifeline is a government benefit program and willfully making false statements to obtain this benefit is punishable by fine or imprisonment and could result in termination of Lifeline service. Lifeline enrollment requires certain eligibility documentation and is non-transferable. Limited to one discount per household. AT&T services including Lifeline are not available in all areas. Other restrictions apply. 
And now back to State Lines with Jason Gotch and Kevin Berger. Great to have you with us as we roll along here on State Lines. He's Kevin Berger. I'm Jason Gotch. Looking at week number six of the NFL season. We picked the Bears game last segment. Also looked at one of the marquee games of the week, Browns and Cardinals, in our previous segment. Now let's go to some other games of note this week. And we will start it off with another good game on the docket. Uh, the Ravens had that great comeback victory in the Monday night game against the Colts in Baltimore last week. This week, the Ravens are minus two and a half, minus 150 against the Chargers, who returned plus 130 on the betting line. The total in the game right now is 52, noon kickoff central time in Baltimore. Two good teams here, Kev. Which side are you looking at? Or maybe the total or the money line as well? Uh, oh, man. I mean, yeah, Jason, these two teams are on fire, particularly the two quarterbacks of these teams are absolutely on fire. Justin Herbert has really taken that next step this year, Jason, on Baltimore's side. Um, I mean, what no more need can be said about Lamar Jackson? This this kid, I think, is, de- is starting to develop into a, into a damn near complete court, complete NFL quarterback. Um, so in terms of the gambler's perspective on this game, I'm looking at Baltimore minus two and a half. Um, as we know, the Chargers can win overtime games, Jason, because seem, I think that's three of the last four weeks they've played and they've gone into overtime. But um, I definitely like the Ravens at home here. Lamar Jackson, nobody in the NFL has been able to figure out how to stop this kid. They do a great job mix, um, running the football, play action passing, letting him do what he does best. And that defense is no, is no uh, slouch either. So let me take the Ravens uh, minus two and a half on uh, the spread, uh, minus 115. All right, Kevin is on the Ravens minus the two and a half, minus 115. I am going to go with the Chargers here. I, I get concerned when a team from the West Coast plays that early game going across three time zones. The record historically overall against the spread is not good. But in this one, I see Baltimore on the short work week. They needed a lot of energy to come back and beat the Colts. And the Chargers and Justin Herbert are a real good football team. So give me the Chargers plus the two and a half and what I think will end up being a close game. The next one on our card is a big cat battle. Oh, these are two of the bad franchises in the last several generations in the NFL. The Detroit Lions and the Cincinnati Bengals at Ford Field in Detroit. Side note from Jason Gotch, one of your hosts here. I actually attended this game back in 2013. I went to the Lions hosting the Bengals. My then girlfriend and now wife is from the Cincinnati area. She ran the Detroit Marathon that morning, and like a trooper, she wanted to go to Bengals-Lions. Had I run the marathon, I'd probably have been in the hospital after about three miles. <laughs> <laughs> she finished the thing. It's like, what? we had to walk a mile back to the stadium. And she's like, no, I got it. It's fine. I'm like, honey, you're amazing. I really, again, could could not do this, but let's go in there. And Andy Dalton, the, then the quarterback of the Bengals, beat the Lions. But one other fun story about this. So we're watching the game. The Bengals are starting to pull away. And the section over, Lions fans get into a huge brawl. And my oh then girlfriend and now wife turns to me and she's like, that's pathetic. And I look and I'm like, she's like, Lions fans are not even fighting us. They're fighting the Bengals fans. They're fighting themselves. They got a bad team. They they fight themselves. And the security, it took about 10 minutes for the security to break things up. So uh, the poor Lions, it's been a rough 50 years for them. But in this game against the Bengals, they are plus three and a half at home. So the Bengals are minus three and a half. The total's 48. Minus 180 for the Bengals on the money line, plus 155 for the Lions coming back. Dan Campbell's team is still winless in his first year as head coach, of course, Kevin. Bengals lost a real heartbreaker at home, missing a couple game-winning field goal attempts to the Packers last week. How do you see this uh, big cat battle in the Motor City? Oh, man. 
Um, Jason, I'm looking at the Bengals minus three and a half. Um, I think this game is going to be extremely close. Um, just because I mean, both of these teams, they're 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 young. Both mo- both of these teams, they're very very young. They're trying to learn as they go. Um, obviously the Bengals, they have some more weapons, I think, in terms of offense on their side with, you know, your Joe Burrows of the world, Joe Mixon's, and, uh, let's make no mistake about Jamar Chase either. Uh, that kid is, uh, that kid is the truth, but, um, I would look at the Bengals minus three and a half here. I do think, and I'm actually going to hope this Jason, that the lions can get their first week or their first win this week. Because, I mean, if you saw Dan Campbell's press conference last week, and this man was in tears, not just for himself, but for his team playing that hard, and they've lost close games almost every single week. So I'm hoping that Detroit wins, but in terms of a gambler's perspective, I'm going to put my money on anything. I would take the Bengals minus three and a half. All right, Kevin is on the Bengals minus the three and a half. I'm going to go Lions here at home. Look, they haven't been bad at home. They lost by eight the first week at home to the Niners, who are a pretty good team. They had that terrible last sequence where that Justin Tucker kicked the 56 or 66 yarder NFL record to beat them 1917. And again, they lost last week at uh, on the road to the Vikings by two. I think this is a bad spot for the Bengals. That that, that win had to be so or by the Packers and lost by the Bengals at home had to be so deflating. I mean, the, the stadium's 60 percent packed. Fans, first Bengals sellout in I think five years. They almost win that game. They miss the field goals. Crosby misses three in a row and then hits the fourth. So I'm going to say a letdown spot for Cincy. Give me Dan Campbell's Lions to get their first victory. I'm not going to take them on the money line though. I want the three and a half. I'm I'm not crazy enough to someday I'll tell the story about me making a big bet on the Lions in their own 16 year on the money line and cost me quite a bit of money. We'll save that for another time. Let's move on now, Kevin, to the Broncos and the Raiders. A lot of upheaval in Oakland, everybody knows, or rather in uh, Las Vegas, everybody knows the story with John Gruden by now. We don't need to rehash that one. 325 kickoff central time. Broncos are the favorites in this game. Last check, the Broncos were minus three and a half on the money line. The total's 44 and a half. Broncos minus 170 to win. Raiders plus 150. Thoughts, Kevin? Um, Jason, I I don't think the Raiders are going to be are going to be prepared for this game. I mean, we saw how flat they came out last week and they got punched in the mouth. And I think the Broncos in terms of an overall football team, in terms of both sides of the football, I think at this very moment in time are better than the bears at this very moment in time. So I fully expect Teddy Bridgewater and the boys to come out and punt and punch the Raiders in the mouth. Let me take the Broncos minus three and a half at mile high. I will join you there, Kevin. I think there's two ways to look at this game. The Raiders are going to rally the troops around their new coach, interim coach, that is, or the Broncos, the better team, are going to take care of business. And I'm with you. I think the Broncos at home will get the victory by a comfortable margin. So give me them minus the three and a half. As we roll along on state lines, he's Kevin Berger. I'm Jason Gotch. Steelers minus five and a half. They beat the Broncos at home in Pittsburgh last week. This week, uh, Pittsburgh is minus five and a half. This is the Sunday nighter, 720 kickoff central time. Uh, minus five and a half at home against a, a struggling Seahawks team that will be playing with backup quarterback Geno Smith. Total in this game, 42 and a half. Steelers minus 235 on the money line. Seahawks plus 190. This line, of course, all the way across the board, a lot different. Russell Wilson out. Uh, Kevin, let me know your thoughts here on this matchup. Well, um, I, honestly, Jason, I was looking at this one, and this is pretty hard for me to try to figure out. Um, I don't think... I think this is going to be the last season for Big Ben. I think everybody knows that. 
But every time I think I have him figured out that this is going to be the end of the road, he manages to pull it out of, out of, out. He manages to pull back um, the clock and turn back the clock a little bit and actually have a decent performance. So I, I really don't like this game at all. Um, I think I think that spread is really, really high, even with Seattle having to go across the country and Pittsburgh playing at home. Um, so I am more looking at the uh, total here. So I think I would take the under on this game just because, I mean, the Steelers' offense, it should be way more explosive than it is, but it isn't. And uh, I'm not impressed with the Seahawks, especially having to roll Geno Smith out there. So let me take the under um, under uh, 42 and a half points for the game. All right, Kevin on the under 42 and a half. I'm going to go Seahawks here. Uh, Pittsburgh, I think, is a little overrated after that victory against the Broncos. And I think Geno Smith, a veteran guy, I'm not really impressed with him, but I think they'll do enough to cover around him. So give me Seattle plus five and a half. A couple of better to drink it's before we clear into our next segment. Look at a bunch of other topics around the NFL, mix in some college too. Better to drink it here, Kevin, sticking with the Steelers. Ben Roethlisberger over under one and a half touchdown passes against Seattle. Thoughts? Um, I, mm, I will go ahead and I will drink this one, Jason, just because I'm not really sure as to how this game is going to unfold and develop. I think they were, I think Pittsburgh would like to just keep running the football more so than have to rely on big Ben to win. So let me take, uh, I'll keep this money in the beer fund. Let me drink this at the bar. All right, I'm going to go under the one and a half. One final one here, Kevin. Bears, Justin Fields, over under eight, 18 and a half completions against the Packers. I will say over on this one, Jason. Um, I'm definitely hoping that he gets more than that. I would like to see him complete about 20 to 25 passes. But again, it's going to have to come down to how much are the Bears going to be able to run the football I know with some of the acquisitions the Packers have made, that is probably going to get a little bit more difficult. But uh, I will go ahead. I will believe in the kid, Justin Fields. Let me take the over. Okay, Kevin on the over. I'm on the under. Fields completing about 50% of his passes this year. You have to throw it about 40 times. Uh, if that number holds up, I don't see it happening. Maybe if the Bears fall behind big, they're going to have to throw the ball over the place. We'll see, but I'm going to go under. When we come back here on State Lines, a little college football, more NFL talk, better to drink it later, toilet bowl game of the week, our best bets. All that, lots to do, so a little time to do it. More on State Lines right after this. Don't go anywhere. More sports gambling talk coming up on State Lines. Staying connected is important in today's world. Whether it's hearing the news of a new baby in the family or calling work to let your boss know you're running late, phone and internet service keep you connected with your world. At AT&T, we know that some Americans face life every day without the comfort and security of having a phone or internet service. In certain areas, you may be able to reduce your phone or internet bill with a lifeline discount if you are in a qualifying low-income household. Additional discounts of up to $25 may be available to those living on federally recognized tribal lands where AT&T offers Lifeline. To find out more about Lifeline and other AT&T products and services, call us at 800-288-2020 or go to att.com slash Lifeline if you have access to the internet. Lifeline is a government benefit program and willfully making false statements to obtain this benefit is punishable by fine or imprisonment and could result in termination of Lifeline service. Lifeline enrollment requires certain eligibility documentation and is non-transferable. Limited to one discount per household. AT&T services including Lifeline are not available in all areas. Other restrictions apply.
And now, back to State Lines with Jason Gotch and Kevin Berger. We welcome you back to State Lines, where you get the best football gambling information out there. He is Kevin Berger. I am Jason Gotch. Let's mix in a little bit of college football this segment. Now, just to let you know, Illinois and Notre Dame both with buys this week. Next week, a week from Saturday, the Illini with a tough test. They're at Penn State. The Nittany Lions, who lost that game at Iowa last week, rough loss for them, blowing a lead late. Quarterback gets injured. They are still a top-10 team. Notre Dame with the bye. They will host USC next week. Notre Dame had a nice win at Virginia Tech last week. We picked that game on the show and had Virginia Tech losing that one. Notre Dame covering the number, and they did 32-29. But we do have one college game of local interest here this weekend, Kevin, so let's get right to it. Uh, Northwestern, boy, did they need a buy last week after getting shellacked at Nebraska on the Saturday night a couple weeks ago. They are hosting Rutgers in Evanston. This is an 11 a.m. kickoff central time. Uh, the Wildcats are plus two against Greg Schiano's crew. Uh, they are plus 105 on the money line, Northwestern is. Rutgers is minus 125, minus the two points, total 45. Kevin, what do you think here? Can uh, Shiano and the boys come in Evanston and cover that number? Will Pat Fitzgerald off a of buy find a way to get it done? Oh, uh, Jason, I fully expect Bertiano to have uh, to have his guys ready to play for this game. I could definitely see them covering, if not outright, winning this game. I'm just going to go. I know it's your alma mater, Jason, but th- let's call it like like we see it. Northwestern has not been good this year. Their offense has been terrible. They can't figure out their quarterback situation. They can't move the football. Their defense, that's usually always solid under Pat Fitzgerald, has not been very good at all this year so and Greg Schiano's team is on the up and up and make no mistake about it he may be certifiably insane at points but the man knows how to coach a football team so I fully expect him and his team to come out ready to play let me take Rutgers yeah as Kevin said I'm a proud alum of Northwestern but I'm gonna go Rutgers here too look Northwestern the problem this year for them is as Kevin you alluded to has been quarterback they found their quarterback Andrew Marty the senior out of the Cincinnati area Wyoming Ohio Played great in that Duke game coming off the bench for Hunter Johnson, who's been bad. But unfortunately for the Wildcats, Andrew Marty hurt his shoulder in that game against Duke that they had a nice comeback and lost, and we haven't seen him since. So Ryan Helsinki and Hunter Johnson just aren't getting it done. We don't know the status of Marty this week. If I knew he was starting, I would take Northwestern here. But since we don't know that, and Pat Fitzgerald's very elusive when he talks about injuries, I got to go with Rutgers minus the two because Northwestern's offense is not good. But if Marty plays, scratch that. Take Northwestern. But we have no evidence that he's actually going to be under center. Um, And now that we got the Wildcats game pick, Kevin, I know you got a special college football game you want to mix in this week. Yeah, yeah, Jason, obviously with my Notre Dame being out in Illinois, not not in action this week either. I mean, the big the big game that I'm looking at, Jason, is going to be the national game of the week. It's it's Georgia and Kentucky. Um, Kentucky, I think, has surprised everybody this year, Jason, with them being undefeated up to this point in the season. And this is a heavyweight fight. Make no mistake about it, everybody. This is going to be a heavyweight fight with the best defense in the country going up against an offense that is a lot better than I think a lot of people give it credit for. And in terms of the odds, they aren't that bad. And Jason, I'm telling you this because of this one reason. I think that this might be Georgia's week because they did not look fantastic against Auburn for most of that game. Auburn more so beat themselves, especially in that first half against Georgia. 
Kentucky's plus a thousand, Jason. So I mean, if someone wants to throw a hundred bucks down any given day on any given field, a team can beat somebody else. And if this is Georgia's week to go down, if you put a hundred bucks on this game, that's gonna give you a grand back. It is pretty remarkable, as you mentioned this game, Kevin. You mentioned Kentucky's plus 1,000, Georgia's minus 2,000. But Georgia's minus 23 at home in Athens. Total's 44 and a half. These two teams are 6-0. and They're atop the SEC East standings. That just shows you the respect Georgia's getting. I lean towards the Bulldogs in this one, minus the 23. There's a reason they're favored by 23. But you're right. Hey, if you think Kentucky can keep this close, why not put 10 bucks to win 100? or 20 bucks to win 200. It makes a lot of sense. I don't see it happening, but certainly, as you said, any given Saturday or in the NFL case, any given Sunday, uh, things happen that we don't expect. That's the case. I'm glad you mixed that one in. That is a interesting battle in the SEC East. And of course, the SEC, a little uh, topsy-turvy with the way Texas A&M came back to win that game against Alabama uh, last week down in College Station. Let's get to some NFL picks right now as we continue with the week six slate. Kevin, Rams minus 10, minus 450 at the Giants who return plus 340. Uh, total in that game is 48 and a half. Noon kickoff central time in New Jersey. Oh, man, Jason. I mean, what more needs to be said about these about these teams? The Giants are bad. Uh, Daniel Jones, I can't, I can't even tell you how many times you and I have, uh, beat, have beat it over the head. He's not an NFL starting caliber quarterback. Um, and Matt Stafford, Jason, at this point in the season, I think you could make a very strong case for Matt Stafford to almost be the MVP of the league at this point in the season, the way he's been playing. Um, I really don't like anything on this game at all. I don't think there's really good odds either way. Um, that total, that the spread is way too high for me. So I guess I could look at the total a little bit. Um, let me look at um, the over uh, minus 110. All right, Kevin is on the over in the Rams and the Giants over of 48 and a half. I'll take the Giants here. Rams got to go East Coast. This is one of those games where they played a lot of tough games this year. I could see them overlooking the Giants a little bit. So, yeah, Daniel Jones is not good. But getting 10 on your own field, give me the Giants plus the 10. Vikings, this is a surprising line here, Kevin. Let's talk about this one a little bit. Noon kickoff down in Charlotte. I know Sam Darnold has not been good the last couple of weeks after a strong start, but the Vikings are minus one and a half, uh, minus one twenty-five. The latest check for Minnesota uh, at Carolina, who returns plus one hundred five on the money line. The total is forty-five and a half in this game. How do you see it shaking out? Well, Jason, this game is actually really interesting because yeah, that the Carolina's plus one hundred five um, on the money line at home. Which I think, which I think is a little interesting, but um, I think this game is going to be close. But I think Sam Darnold's going to have a good bounce back this week. And again, I I never trust Kirk Cousins because I just don't think he's very good. I think he has a lot of good talent around him, but I don't think he's very good. Let me take Sam Darnold and the Panthers uh, plus the one and a half at home. Okay, I am going to join Kevin and jump on that Panthers bandwagon. Wrong team's favorite here. Panthers at home. Darnold's had a couple bad games, as you know we've talked about. But still, Kirk relying on Kirk Cousins, who can be good. There's no doubt about it in the regular season. Sometimes he throws some good games up, but I don't see it happening here. I think the Panthers' defense will step up. Give me Carolina plus the one and a half. Colts minus the 10, minus 450 against the Houston Texans in Indianapolis. The total on this game is 43 and a half. Uh, the kickoff is at noon here. 
The Colts are minus 450, Kevin. The Texans are plus 340. Colts, what a rough loss last week, as we alluded to earlier against the Ravens. Can they find a way to get a big victory score-wise here, or will Houston keep it close? And again, Jason, this is another game that's very interesting. The Colts are minus 450 at home, and and I think the the spread is really high, plus 10. And Jason, I'm honestly looking at um, the Texans. I think they can keep this close because for whatever reason – Again, the AFC South, it's just like for me, it's the same as the AFC North. The games are always close. For whatever reason, usually for the most part, no matter the talent discrepancy, the games are always close. And I think the Texans are slowly starting to figure out how to play football on the fly a little bit. So I expect them to keep this game close. So I'm looking at Indianapolis doing enough to cover this game. So let me take Indianapolis minus the 10. Okay, so Kevin has made his pick. I'm going to look. The Texans are not good. And I look, Deshaun Watson, you know, he's sitting over there collecting all this money. He's not suspended by the league. They've decided he's got all those, you know, allegations against him, sexual harassment allegations, some sexual assault claims against him too in civil court. He's not playing. If he's on your roster and the NFL is letting him, you know, play, I would be playing him if I'm the Texans, but I'm not Rick Smith, the general manager of the or the head coach either, or the owner of the team. Still, I think the Texans are going to cover this number. That Colts, I, I, that game, if you watch that Monday night game, look, I, I watched the whole thing. For three quarters, you thought, wow, the Colts are going to get their best win of the year. And then Lamar Jackson just went nuts in a good way in the fourth quarter of that game and then carried it right over to the overtime. I think there's hangover for Indianapolis here on a short work week. I don't think the Texans are going to win this game. But I think they're going to cover that number of 10 points in Indianapolis. So give me the Texans plus the 10. One more this segment, NFL games for you here, Kev. We'll get to some better drink it momentarily. But let's look at the Buffalo Bills. After that home loss to Pittsburgh to start the season, the Bills are on a roll. They've done a really good job here in recent games. They had that nice win back on Sunday night, dominating in Kansas City. I know a lot of our local listeners We're probably watching the White Sox pound the Astros in game three of the ALDS that Uh, night. I was too. Let's not talk about that, please. Hey, all right, all right, Kevin. Kevin's a Sox fan, so uh, we'll go easy on that. Oh, that was a good game for the Sox. Series not so good. But anyway, the Bills, minus five and a a half, minus 255 at the Titans in uh, the Monday nighter this week. Uh, That's a 720 kickoff central time. The Titans return 205 on the money line. Total in this game for these two teams right now is listed at 54. Kevin, your thoughts? Bills keep rolling, or can the Titans at home get maybe their biggest win of the year? Um, Jason, I think that the Titans are going to be able to do enough to uh, cover and win this and win this football game. Um, Derrick Henry has looked just as solid this year as he always has. Uh, Ryan Tannehill has been serviceable like he normally is. I mean, how about the addition of Julio Jones? I think he's really starting to come into his own um, in the, with the Titans organization. Don't get me wrong. Josh Allen, that's a, very, that's a very bad dude playing quarterback there. That's a very bad dude playing quarterback up in Buffalo. But, I mean, especially at home, Monday night football, I think the Titans are going to be able to go back to their formula. I mean, the whole question is, are they going to be able to go back to their formula Ground and pound with Derrick Henry, wear the other team out, play action passes over the top. I think they're going to be able to do enough to take this football game. I don't like the spread 
very much because I don't think they're as I don't think uh, Tennessee would be able to win by more than a touchdown. But I'm looking at that money line, Jason, plus 205 for the Titans at home. That looks pretty good to me. All right, Kevin on the Titans plus the money line going big right there, plus the 205 to win the game outright. I'm on the Titans too, but I'm going to go on the odds of the plus five and a half. I want those points going with a little safer bet. So I will take the Titans plus the five and a half. Let's get to a few better drinkets before we close the show with some more NFL picks, the toilet bowl game of the week, and our best bets against the spread. But here you go. Let's do some better drinkets here, Kevin. Bears running back Damian Williams over under 53 and a half rushing yards against the Packers. Um, Jason, I am going to go ahead and I will say over Damian Williams looked fantastic, um, running the football last week, Jason. Um, I also think the bears did a great job of sprinkling in uh, Khalil Herbert as well. Uh, the rookie from uh, Virginia tech, but, um, I think he's definitely going to be, he needs to have a big day for the Packers in order to, or against the Packers nor for the bears to win this football game. So let me take a very optimistic over, uh, this week for Damian Williams against the Packers. I will join you on that one, Kevin. I'm going to go over with Damian Williams as well. Raiders, Josh Jacobs, over under 52 and a half rushing yards against the Broncos. Oh, um, I will go ahead and I will say over, Jason. I And the reason being, I don't think you're going to see the, the Raiders play that badly two week, that poorly, especially when it comes to run blocking two weeks in a row. Bears did a fantastic job at following Josh Jacobs up. I think this is going to do what that game, though, did a lot for him in terms of mentally being able to go through a whole football game and make sure that his body's healthy, that ankle is healthy enough to take the punishment over the course of the football game. So let me take the over for Mr. Josh Jacobs as well against the Broncos. All right, Kevin, on the over. I'm going to go under there. I think the Broncos' defense will shut him down. Final one this segment, Rams quarterback Matthew Stafford, longest completion at the Giants, over under 38 and a half yards. Oh, well, you know what? I might as well go uh, three times in a row, Jason. Let me take the over on this one again. We've talked about it. Giants aren't very good. Matt Stafford's look fantastic. He's got deep threats on that field, and you, I think you know which one I'm talking about. This, this old man called Deshaun Jackson. Uh, he's absolutely fantastic. He's still got that speed when he needs it to, to blow by everybody. So let me take the over on that one as well for Mr. Matt Stafford out and uh, against the Giants. All right. I will join you on that one too, Kev. I'm going to go over for Matt Stafford over the 38 and a half yard completion at the Giants on Sunday. It's State Lines. He's Kevin Berger. I'm Jason Gotch. Toilet Bowl game of the week. Preview more games. Three best bets of the week all coming up right after this. We'll be right back on State Lines. Staying connected is important in today's world. Whether it's hearing the news of a new baby in the family or calling work to let your boss know you're running late, phone and internet service keep you connected with your world. At AT&T, we know that some Americans face life every day without the comfort and security of having a phone or internet service. In certain areas, you may be able to reduce your phone or internet bill with a lifeline discount if you are in a qualifying low-income household. Additional discounts of up to $25 may be available to those living on federally recognized tribal lands where AT&T offers Lifeline. To find out more about Lifeline and other AT&T products and services, call us at 800-288-2020 or go to att.com lifeline if you have access to the internet. 
Lifeline is a government benefit program and willfully making false statements to obtain this benefit is punishable by fine or imprisonment and could result in termination of Lifeline service. Lifeline enrollment requires certain eligibility documentation and is non-transferable. Limited to one discount per household. AT&T services including Lifeline are not available in all areas. Other restrictions apply. And now back to State Lines with Jason Gotch and Kevin Berger. It is great to have you with us each and every week here on State Lines. We are rolling through our week six NFL program. He's Kevin Berger. I'm Jason Gotch. And boy, oh boy, during the break, we were talking about this one. This might be a quadruple flusher this week. We've got a toilet bowl game of the week. And if you're in the state of Florida, you might want to check out and go to Alabama or Georgia, get out of the state, because this one might stink up the whole state on Sunday. The Dolphins are at the Jaguars. These are two very, very bad football teams, at least so far this season. You look at the Jaguars, they have yet to win a game. The Dolphins are one and four. So one win combined for these two teams through the first five weeks of the NFL campaign. If you're looking at the betting line in this game, by the way, it's a noon start central time. The Dolphins on the road are minus three. Totals 47. Money line Dolphins minus 155. Jags come back under Urban Meyer at plus 135. All right, Kevin, we got to make a pick here. It's a bad game, but let's do it. Dolphins, Jags, over, under, money line. How do you see it? Oh, God, Jason. I, I, I know people would think that I would take the Jags in this one because um, I like the, the money line's 135. First of all, that money line is terrible. That's not even that worth it to me. Um, but, uh, I honestly don't think urban Meyer is going to last, uh, this whole season, Jason. I think this team is that bad. He has no respect from anybody in that locker room. And as you and I know, you've been around the sports industry a really long time, even more so than I have, um, as an NFL football coach, when you lose the locker room, you're, it's only a matter of time before you lose your job. Um, just ask Chip Kelly what happened in, uh, Philadelphia, but, uh, give me the dolphins minus three minus one Oh five. Um, I, I, I hate every aspect about this game, but the fact of the matter is, is that there's really nothing else I could actually in good conscience pick. So let me take the Dolphins minus three. All right. I'm on the other side here. I'm going Jaguars. I think they get their first win this week, but I'm going to take the three points, say Jacksonville against the bad Miami team finds a way to win. And to build on what Kevin said about Urban Meyer, I just have this vision going back to you know, 14 years ago, I think it was, where Bobby Petrino was coaching the Falcons. They brought him in uh, to work with Matt Ryan. He didn't last the season. The Falcons were terrible. In early December, he jumped on an airplane. Same day, he quit in Atlanta, and he's doing a press conference, taking over as the head coach at Arkansas. I just see Urban Meyer at some point in December quitting the Jaguar job, hopping on an airplane, showing up in Southern California. The, the, the USC band's there. And he's the new coach of the USC Trojans. He denies it, but it seems to make so much sense, especially the way things are in Jacksonville. Still, I think they find a way to win this one. Give me the Jags plus the three. Let's look next at the Cowboys. Minus three and a half, minus 180 at the Patriots who return uh, plus 155 in this game. Actually, the line has moved a little bit here. The, uh, the Patriots are now plus three. So Cowboys minus three. Uh, total is 50 and a half. Patriots on the money line plus 145 at home. Minus 165 for the Cowboys. Late afternoon game here in Foxborough. 325 Central time, Kevin. Uh, Dallas has been surprising this year. Patriots have kind of struggled along. But again, they're at home, and we know how good Belichick is in Foxborough. Yeah, Jason, I fully agree. Um, we all know how good Bill Belichick is at Gillette Stadium. Um, they are fantastic at home, but I can't believe I'm, I'm doing this. But 
Give me the Dallas Cowboys minus three. Oh, God, I can't believe I'm trusting my money to the Dallas Cowboys. But, I mean, Jason, they've looked absolutely fantastic. Their defense has really been turned around this year. Um, I love Trayvon Diggs out at playing what he's doing at cornerback for them. Dak looks fantastic. Ezekiel Elliott looks very, very good, especially having dropped some of that weight that he's dropped in the offseason. I think he looks a lot more fluid a lot quicker, a lot faster. And, uh, yeah, all, all this Dallas offense has been doing is putting up points. So um, let me take Dallas minus three. All right, Kevin on Dallas minus the three. I'm going to go Patriots plus three. Don't love this one. Cowboys have been a lot better this season, but the Patriots really need this game, and I, I think they at least keep it close enough. So I will take the Patriots plus the three. The Chiefs, they have not been the Kansas City Chiefs this year that we have seen in the last couple of years when they – They've made it to the Super Bowl, winning one and losing another. However, they have a game this week. They really should win on the road. The Chiefs are at the Washington football team. Uh, This start is a noon kickoff in our nation's capital with the Chiefs minus six and a half. The total is 54 and a half. Chiefs minus 290 on the money line. Uh, The Washington football team. I know you love that nickname, Kevin. Don't get too excited about it. I know it's one of your favorites. They're plus 230. (laughs) How do you think this one shakes out? God, that never ceases. Oh, it's so stupid. They can't pay two years to pick a nickname. It's ridiculous. Should have kept the old Uh, one in place. Just uh, um, in back to the matter at hand, Jason. um, I'm actually looking at the under on this one. This Kansas City offense has not been anywhere close to what we expect it to be, as you already said. Um, I do think there's a little bit of fatigue um, and a lot of, from the pressure that they've had on themselves. Um, so I'm actually going to take the under on this one. Washington's, Washington's team is terrible. Offensively, defensively, they're bad. I see no hope for them this year. And um, I just don't think Kansas City's offense has been, po- has been as potent as we expect. So let me take the under on this one, minus 110. All right, Kevin is on the under. I got to go Chiefs here. I just think this is going to be like that game of the Eagles a couple of weeks ago where they're playing an inferior opponent and they need to break out offensively, and they do. So give me the Chiefs minus the six and a half. It's that time I've been waiting for, Kev, our best bets of the week. I'm looking to bounce back. My first losing week dating all the way back to week one of the preseason. So 0-3 last week, but still 16-8 and overall with the best bets for Jason Gotch at 66% winners. We'll take that each and every season, hoping to get back on track here. But Kev, as we always do, I like to be a gracious co-host, turn the floor over to you to give your first best bet of the week, and I'll rotate right back in. All right, um, Jason, so my first bet um, of this week, I think I am going to take – I may be I may look extremely foolish for doing this, Jason, but I am going all in on Detroit. I think that Dan Campbell is going to get his first win of the season this week. Let me take Detroit on the money line plus 155. These guys are due. They've kept most of these games close. They've had heartbreaking losses pretty much the entire season. Let me go with Detroit plus 155 on the money line to take down Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Wow, gutsy pick from Kev. Boy, I, that was my scratch-out game on the spread. That was the game that just missed being my one of my best bets. The Lions uh, plus the points, three and a half against the Bengals. But I like the way you're thinking on that one, Kev. I'm going to counter here 
And again, I know I picked them last week, and I missed. They had that terrible call in the fourth quarter by the refs. They would have probably covered against the Titans. But I'm going to take the Jaguars plus the three at home. I think they went out right. I'm not taking them on the money line. I'm going to take the Jags plus three. The Dolphins are terrible, and they're a three-point favorite on the road. I know Jacksonville is not a great home field advantage. They're, they have more tarps, I think, covering seats than they actually do fan, fan show up. I mean, it's, that's the history. That franchise, people say the Jets are the worst franchise in the NFL the last 20 years. Take a look at the Jaguars. They are awful. So many double-digit losing street seasons. They're riding a 20-game losing streak right now. I think it ends this week, and if it doesn't, I think they cover. And the tarps can all cheer when the Jaguars have a good game. So give me the Jaguars plus the three. Kevin, you're up. All righty. Uh, pick number two for me, Jason, is going to be, I think, I think, I imagine it's listed as America's game of the week this week. I really can't figure out what other game would be. But um, Arizona and Cleveland, I, as I said, I love me some Kyler Murray, what he's doing this year. I love me some DeAndre Hopkins. So let me take the Cardinals plus three going into Cleveland, taking down Baker Mayfield and OBJ and the boys. Let me take uh, Arizona plus three plus 100 on the spread. That Those are really good odds to me, Jason, if Arizona is able to cover that game. All right, Kevin is on the Cardinals. This is why we have we both host the show. Sometimes we agree, sometimes we don't. One of my best bets is the Cleveland Browns, minus the three. I just think this is going to be a tough game for Arizona. They played, again, a couple of really good opponents in the Rams and 49ers the last couple of weeks, divisional wins. They go to Cleveland. It's a tough place to play because of that defense. Always a good crowd in Cleveland. And I think the Browns' offense will do enough. So give me the Browns, uh, minus the three is one of my best bets. Kevin, final best bet of the week here. Week six for you. All right. Oh, God, I, I can't believe I'm doing this. Um, Jason, my la- my best bet, my other best bet is going to be let me take the Chicago Bears minus 105 plus five in this game. I, I, I just have a feeling, Jason, I can't express what it is. I have no logic or reasoning behind these like I usually do. But the way they've been playing, the Packers have not looked overly impressive this year. And I realize this is me betting against Aaron Rodgers. And I fully under, I am fully aware that that never ends well for anybody, except possibly for Tom Brady. But let me take the Bears plus the five, minus 105, because I just think this is, this is the Bears' time to make a statement. This is their Super Bowl this year, Jason, for lack of a better term. This is the Bears' Super Bowl this year, is at home against Green Bay. It's still early on in the season. This is the tiebreaker they need. Let's go bear down this week. All right, Kevin, locking it in with the Chicago Bears. I will take the Titans plus a game the Titans really need to have. And again, I think they keep it close. Love the home dog here. So give me the Titans plus the five and a half. That will do it for State Lines. He's Kevin Berger. I'm Jason Gotch. Next week, I'm out. And John Spataro will be sitting in with Kevin. I know they will have a great program. I'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Enjoy the games this week, everybody. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to State Lines, a Franklin Media Group podcast. For more information, visit statelines.show. To start your own podcast, visit franklinmedia.group.